Okay, welcome back everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with another Belief Cast. I'm so excited. I've been pumping out a lot of these lately and uh, with some amazing people and today is no different. Uh, we have Mikkel Groves. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. And we actually have her mom, Amy, as well, who's uh, mic'd up and yeah, uh, she's going to chime in from time to time. Yeah. So welcome. Thank you. We're and her fiance is actually sitting in the room too, mm-hmm. Adam. And uh, they're getting married sometime in the end of July or August. And so really happy times for Mikkel, but uh, hasn't always been that way for her as she's an amazing woman. And we're going to get into her story in a minute, but I do need to thank our sponsor, Veracity Networks. Uh, my good friend Drew Peterson owns that company. He's the founder, and they uh, sponsor this. And I feel very fortunate because they help push the word out and get uh, get this to the masses. And uh, they've been fantastic. So Veracity Networks, you should look them up. If you have a business, you should use them because they're amazing. And uh, I also want to thank everyone for listening and for all the support. We have, I mean, I mean we're up around 30,000 downloads and, and it's trending on iTunes. So again, thanks for supporting. And Mikkel, thank you for being willing to come share your amazing story with us. No, thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So a um, little background on Mikkel. Uh, she grew up in American Fork, Utah. She was born with a rare liver disease called biliary artresia. Did I say that Close. right? Close. Yes. <laughs> Close. How do you say it, Not Mom? Not artresia, but atresia. Atresia. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and that has been quite the challenge for her through our entire life. And she's going to get into that a little bit. And uh, she's, But she's done a lot of service work. She's served a mission for her church. Uh, she's helped out with special needs kids and given back in that way. And she's constantly doing things like that. And uh, she is just living an amazing life. She's struggled with feeling different at times in her life because of this uh, rare disease that she has. But she's truly risen to the heights above it and done some amazing things. And so that's what we're going to kind of get into. So I'm excited for our listeners to hear your amazing story. (laughs) Thanks. Me too. (laughs) So why don't you, let's start and maybe tell us a little bit about uh, your childhood, where you grew up, a little bit about your family. Okay. So I was born in Provo, Utah, and I grew up in American Fork, Utah, and I went to American Fork Junior High School for my eighth and ninth grade years. My seventh grade year, I was actually homeschooled because I was in liver failure and I missed out on seventh grade. I was able to go to the first day of school and I had a pick line and I was super, super jaundiced. And I I just remember feeling that I just wanted to be normal and I just wanted to live a normal life. I just wanted to go to school and be friends and just to be happy and to do all the things that other kids my age were doing, even if I was going to seventh grade. Yeah, absolutely. And I would imagine at that age, that's a tough thing because you're so young and when you're dealing with this, you're probably at this point still don't even understand why you have to have this and others maybe don't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we actually got kind of really jealous of my friends. I was like, I was like, they're living their lives and they're happy and they're going to school and playing sports. And here I am in the hospital with a pick line in my arm and I can't even go to school. And so I went to my first day of seventh grade determined that I was like, I'm going to live the best life mm-hmm. that I can. And I went to the first day and I had to come home after school and my home health nurse came and was changing my pick line and I actually started throwing up blood. Oh, wow. And I was, I remember just being devastated. I was just like, I just want to be happy. I just want to live a life that everybody else my age is. Why is this happening to me? Were you in a lot of pain mm-hmm. as yeah, well? Yeah, I was super sick and yeah. I started getting kind of with the, when you have like a lot of like liver failure a lot of the toxins can kind of build up in your brain and you get really confused. Okay. So I was starting Tired, to get really confused. Sleepy, really sleepy a lot. Yeah, I'd right. sleep all day and sleep all night. So let's go back just a little bit. So that was in seventh grade when you couldn't go to seventh grade because you weren't yeah. feeling well at all. When, when did you, how young were you when you, I guess, started to somewhat understand you have this disease? How yeah. old were you? Do you remember? Um, I was around elementary school. Okay. Because I was born with it. And I remember my parents telling me like, oh, you have this little like liver disease. Like you're just kind of special. And that's how I kind of saw it growing up. And I went to school and I remember sitting in class and being uh-huh. like, oh, like when they're like introducing yourself. And I was like, oh, my name's Mikkel and I have a liver disease. And I remember just being like, oh, yeah, this is who I am and this is okay. Yeah. And I remember 
just elementary school kids that's a it's a it's a different age it's kind of like the cooties you know (laughs) and so that's kind of how it was seen it was i had cooties and they're like oh my gosh mikhail has a disease run away run away and i was like oh no like i'm not as special i'm different i'm weird and nobody wants to be my friend and i would like try to explain be like oh no you can't catch it and then they would just run away and just be like oh no 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 like how did that feel when you recognize these kids were actually doing that? It was really hard on me. It took a yeah. really big blow to my self-esteem and it actually made me really depressed and really sad. Yeah. Because when you're that young too, you don't know how to handle that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like why are these kids doing this? Yeah. And you're so young, you don't know how to process that. So it's yeah. understandable why you would have been feeling down. Uh-huh. And I remember I was like, I look just like you. Like we're the same age. Like uh-huh. why... Why can't you be my friend, you know? And so I would walk the perimeter of recess, the the playground. I would like count how many steps it would take to walk around. Really? And like I would run laps around the field and I'd be like, just to try and look busy. Like I was yeah. doing something. So nobody would notice that and I was alone. You to be a great runner though. She was yeah. really <laughs> fast and would. Sure. Um, so you were doing this by yourself. Yeah, it's by myself just yeah. running and I'd count I remember like wearing my little light up sketchers <laughs> as I was like counting how yeah. many steps it would take to walk around the right. field and it was about halfway through the year when was one day I was walking around the field and I was just pretty pretty feeling pretty down and just kind of like why is this like why is this happening to me I'm just I'm I'm not mean like I was trying not to sure. be mean and I was like why doesn't anybody want to be my friend and play with me right and I just sat there and like in the corner and I was just feeling kind of down. And then I was yeah. just like looking around the playground and I noticed that I wasn't the only one that was alone. And I noticed that there were other people that were playing by themselves. And oh, I was okay. like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone in this. There's other people that probably feel the same way as I right. do. And that broke my heart. I was like, dang it, you know, because I'm feeling this bad. I don't want other people to feel bad too. And like, it took me a little bit because I was kind of shy as a kid. It kind of took me a little bit to kind of build up the courage to go and talk to them and be their friend. And after talking to them, I realized that they were going through hard things too. Like one of my friends had just lost a parent and she was playing by herself. And I was just like, oh my gosh, there's a lot of people outside of my little world that are going through hard things too. And I just wanted to make them happy and be their friend. So that's kind of where my love of service came from. And this is in elementary school. Yeah, I was in third grade. I mean, think about that for a second. Like, here you are going through this really difficult time, but you had the whereabouts and the wits about to notice other kids and then have the courage Mm -hmm. to actually go up and go, hey, what's going on kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, don't you? I find that fascinating. Yeah, it's kind of crazy (laughs) to think about, you know, because so young, like eight years old, third grade, you know, and I just remember... I mean, I was afraid of my own shadow in third grade. Yeah, I know. Go talk to someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's real. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. So you started reaching out to these kids who felt, Mm -hmm. or you noticed that were also playing with themselves and feeling maybe a little lonely. Mm -hmm. So you reached out to them, and you know, that's when you started realizing, man, how that made you feel. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, this makes me feel that I'm not alone. You know, other people are going through things too, and even though that I might not relate or understand what they're going through like we can be there for each other right you know and we became really close friends and i gained some like really close friends that i'm still close to like to this day through that wow yeah just trying to we just try to listen to understand each other was the main thing so did that become your kind of core group of friends yeah after you know you started reaching out really Mm -hmm. yeah we stayed really close ever since then and They've been really good support systems through the rest of my life. And right. Just kind of getting to know and understand other people. And that's kind of where I just was kind of wanting to even expand my circle of friends. So I started around high school. I started volunteering at senior citizen centers mm-hmm. and just trying to because they were alone too. the a lot of those people there alone and don't see their family. Right. So I was like, I'm going to go become their family. Yeah, too. I, I apologize. I'm getting a little choked up <laughs> because it just hit me. And I talk about this a lot with my clients that life happens for us. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Like this difficult time. And, and we haven't even scratched the surface yet. I know. And I'm kind of <laughs> jumping in here and I apologize. <laughs> no, it's perfect. But 
I mean, look at what it caused you to do. Even you, you just started reaching out to people who need something, mm-hmm. need some help. And here you are. I mean, I, I guess I'm blown away. I would never have thought of that in, my, in, in high school to go visit a senior citizen. <laughs> you know, never, never would have done that. But you did that. That's just remarkable to me that you had that drive to go do that. Thank you. Yeah. It, was, it was really fun. And like just hearing their stories and everything they've been through, it inspired me to do to do better and that right. things are going to be okay. Like right. they went through some really hard times and they just kind of talked to me about my life and what was going on and I'd kind of share a little bit and they would tell me things that I can't even imagine going through. Right. And they I was like how do you do that? Like how like how are you so resilient? Like right. how are you so happy? And they'd be like Mikael, like you just got to believe in a better tomorrow. Yeah. And if that tomorrow doesn't come, that maybe it'll be the next day. Right. And like it will come because like happiness and hard times, they come in waves and yeah. it goes up and down and life is constantly going up. One day mm-hmm. you're super happy and then the next day it's a hard day. But those days that, that up will always hit you again. Right. And I was like, that's true. Like, like it's okay. Like even though I'm feeling down and there are days where I feel very down and I'm like, what is happening? And I'm like human, like I break down, you sure. know, I'd be like, can I really do this? But I just kind of believe in that better tomorrow that it will be okay and that's what kind of gets me through yeah i love that let's i just would love to hear mom's perspective as she's going through this as a young child as a mom seeing her go through this i mean how did that affect you (laughs) in seeing this yeah it was actually really hard because i feel like i've had you know my own struggles in life and i think i always i'm one of the people who go through life thinking okay when this happens (laughs) (laughs) life's gonna be great life's gonna be great when this happens and um you know so I always look forward to having my own children right and thinking that okay when this happens everything's gonna go just as I imagine it will (laughs) be and um I just had really interesting feelings through that pregnancy of being a little worried about mm-hmm. things but then I would think well it's gonna be okay and as soon as I can get this baby here and look at her it's all gonna be great be fine yeah and then I get the devastating news that she has a life-threatening illness and right you know it was hard to even know how to pronounce it at that time or what it meant yeah. and and I remember just going through those feelings of, no, you know, it's it, it can't be this way. And so I went through a big challenge of, um, nope, this is not how I want life. I want it to be this way. It's, yeah. And I, I used to think, you know, there's times that I think, well, I wish then that I could have looked forward and seen that everything would be okay. Because there were many times that they told me she wouldn't live to be a year old or she wouldn't wow. be this or that and I remember after the first big surgery that she had as a newborn baby the um, the social worker gave us jazz tickets to go uh-huh. kind of get away from the hospital right. it was around Christmas time and I remember leaving the hospital and just thinking what is this this isn't what I expected this is not what I want I can't do this it has to be this way and I remember going to that jazz game and and just sitting there and thinking of all the losses that I had and almost getting overwhelmed with yeah, the loss sure, and the imagine. grief of like it's it's got to be this way. But but I'm really grateful for those experiences now. I'm looking yeah. back that you know sometimes even though life doesn't turn out exactly like we think we want it to, there's always something yeah. to be learned and experienced so well how did it feel watching her reaching out to people who are struggling (laughs) and doing this kind of you know things that most kids don't do at that age Mm -hmm. they really just don't because we're more into ourselves and this Mm -hmm. and that but here she is looking outside of herself as a mom seeing that transpire how did that feel it was amazing and one thing that i really um loved about michael is the light that she's always radiated you know um yeah, and that's so true. I mean, just her sitting here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not to make you feel uncomfortable, <laughs> but you know, which you know, you are a light, and I can, f- you, you can just feel it. You can't fake that, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I tell this to my sure. clients all the time. We are light. Mm-hmm. We are energy. We are love, 
and you can't fake that and it's either suppressed or it's magnified right. yours is magnified it introduced itself the moment you walked in the room today and i was just like whoa mm -hmm. you know so that's that's an amazing yeah. thank you yeah, yeah absolutely yeah and i remember um one time as a newborn baby and i looked down at her and you know i had just prayed and i was like nope right. i can't do this you have to fix this up right, father right. <laughs> it's got to be right please fix this now and yeah i looked down at her just struggling to survive <clears throat> and i saw that little light glowing from that crib yeah. from a tiny infant and yeah. i just knew she was someone special yeah and i was really i just had to step back and say okay you know what this isn't the life that i wanted or dreamed of having it's not going to be this magical easy journey right. that i had hoped for um, and I just kind of had to let go and yeah. just say, okay, this is this what is, it is. This is what we've got to do. Yeah. And so, yes, as she grew up and, and started um, getting really involved in service, her joy really literally came from going. She would come home from these senior citizen centers or the various yeah. things that she was involved in and just that light would radiate and she would just talk and talk and talk about and they said this, and they said this. Oh, <laughs> this is so great. Oh, so cute. Yeah, and like, and I like that fun. message they gave you. Is almost like, hey, if today's really bad, tomorrow's going to be better. It will be. Mm -hmm. It's going to get better, and and mm -hmm. it would always eventually get better. And mm -hmm. you know, but like you said, Mikkel, kind of up and down, and mm -hmm. things like that. And mm -hmm. so, great perspective from mom. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, so you so you start reaching out. You're you know doing service work throughout high school. What else did you do during those years in high school? Um, I also would go, I would teach little kids um, math and reading at the American Fork Library in the basement <laughs> on Tuesdays and Thursdays and just trying to like be their friend because I remember I was in elementary school and that was my, that was my hardest time, yeah. you know, and I was like, these little kids, they're, they're so innocent and they just need that boost that like, right. they're there because they're struggling with math and they're there with struggling with reading and like. So I'd help them through that. And I was like, sometimes I just needed a friend, right. you know, that was because yeah. that was something that I desired so bad. Sure. Was I just wanted somebody to be my friend and to listen to me and to understand me, right. even if they don't understand. Like, and I didn't expect them to know exactly what I was going through and what I was feeling because I've never met anybody else that was going through a needed a life saving organ. Yeah. Know? Right. And it's it's scary, you know, but I think having that also having that kind of the fear of the unknown. Like, I don't know what's going to happen and I don't know when I'm going to get another liver infection that causes me to go into the hospital. They kind of right. come out of the blue. Okay. Like, I'll just be fine one day and that night I'll just have be having like kind of like flu-like flu symptoms. Yeah, right. And the next day I'll be like neon yellow and in the hospital. Mm. And and there's really, it is nothing you can really kind of prevent that. It just happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, just, yeah. And there's yeah. no cure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so statistically, it's she's really rare. Again, it's a rare disease, but then it's very rare to be 21 years old and yeah. not have had her transplant yet. It will yeah. be coming, but um, they originally told me she wouldn't live to be a year old without Jeez. a transplant. And so mm -hmm. wow. she gets really sick. We think, okay, this is it. And, you know, we start doing the transplant work. Yeah, I mean, talk about just, just stress. Up and up and down. Yeah. yeah, every time you, you're like, oh, no, you know. Mm -hmm. But here you mm -hmm. are, 21, and just doing amazing things. Yeah. Are you, if a little segue here, are yeah. you on a transplant list? Is that how yes. that works? Or Yeah, I'm currently listed on the National Liver Transplant List. Okay. And just waiting for yeah. an organ. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, they're looking at um, maybe even possibility of a live a living donor okay so how does that happen yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i'm yeah. just curious yeah, yeah. i've, I've it, never yeah, heard it's that it's actually an interesting um thing like the liver is the only organ that can regenerate itself oh so taking so, a piece mm -hmm. of someone's yeah. liver to help yeah it's yeah. a it's a big major risky surgery and so it's and there's a lot of emotion involved with that and mm -hmm. thinking you know do we go this way? Do we go that way? Yeah. Do we wait? You know, because like I said, she keeps beating the odds and, and kind yeah. of pulling out, stabilizing. Um, but you know how long, it, it's just always a lot of unknowns of, yeah. of what's right and, gotcha. and when to do that. But yes, there is this an option that um, 
people can donate a portion of their liver really? and then it it does regenerate regenerates and yeah. then that portion that they hmm. they transplant into the recipient then regenerates into an organ hmm. as well so well maybe someone amazing. will hear this story <laughs> and maybe who yeah. knows yeah you know you never know no it's crazy it'd be great to this gets on some ears that need to hear this today yeah <laughs> yeah awesome so um so you, you're doing this throughout high school yeah um are you still struggling though with feeling different and even though you are reaching out mm-hmm. and helping others are you still struggling internally with some of these beliefs about yourself that you know that you are different and this isn't fair and things like that will you mm-hmm. describe that a little bit yeah oh absolutely i think i stopped actually telling people i had a liver disease in elementary school when oh, okay. that kind of stopped and then um I would go and I'd still be getting these liver infections about once a year. And I would just tell people I had like the flu okay, or something because I didn't want to be seen as different Gotcha. and be like, oh, you like you poor little thing. Like, you know, I wanted people to see me for me mm-hmm. and not see me as a liver or scary, you know, and kind of kind of just that fear of the unknown because it's it's scary, you know, and it's a big deal. Yeah, sure. And so I actually stopped telling people because I was so afraid. It wasn't until after I graduated high school that I started kind of being like, no, like, this is okay. This is me. And I can talk about it. And there are people out there that are struggling with it too, you know, and just kind of reach out to other people and helping them understand yeah it's been interesting for me to kind of watch that process though because you see how it still will surface and those insecurities still surface you know which is understandable Mm -hmm. because when it when it happens that young and you're going through something you know kids are being the kids are innocent they're Mm -hmm. you know and they but sometimes they say some things that are very hurtful Mm -hmm. and it kind of sticks with us Mm-hmm. you know years and years later you yeah, know you kind of start believing yeah you start to believe it a little bit is, mm-hmm. yeah. you know yeah and so i i get why you've got to the point where i'm not going to talk about that anymore but i love to hear that you're like no i'm going to own this mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah because people do need to hear it and as we get older you know we get more mature we're like okay we're all struggling with something mm-hmm. and again that's why i wanted you on to share this amazing story mm-hmm. because People need to hear this, Thank you know, you. You, and so I once heard, uh, you got to own your story or, or it will own you. <laughs> yeah, very it's true. very true. Right? Very true. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. been very much the story of my life, <laughs> you know, that right there. Yeah. So have you talked to a lot of people who have the same thing? And um, I've actually only met one other baby that was born with the same thing that I okay. have. And she had a transplant when she was one year old. I just remember I was so excited for her, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she has, you have made contact a little bit with people online, but because it is such a rare disease. There's not very many out there that Mm -hmm. are dealing with it. But she'll she'll hear of and meet, I mean, people occasionally, but but she's never really had anybody that she's just exactly knows what's going on because because it is a rare disease. Yeah. So... Describe like so you go through high school. Is there anything else in there that we need to know about and then maybe talk about what you did after high school? Um, It was just kind of those same feelings of I just didn't want people to feel the same way that I did and I didn't want them to feel bad for who they were or to be struggling alone because that's something that I really had a lot where I felt very alone in things and Mm -hmm. Um, you had a lot of joy from your student council experience. Oh, yeah. I was on student council my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I just remember that was so much fun. Like, I just remember, like, <laughs> meeting so many people. And, like, that's yeah. one thing I love is I just love hearing their stories. Right. And me and my best friend in high school, her name was Ashland, um, we went around in, to various cities in Utah. And we would just run, go up to random people and just ask them, like, random questions right. about their life. Yeah. Just be like, so like, <laughs> so we start a little journal. Like, yeah. And then we take yeah. a little Polaroid picture of them and we would put it in their journal and we'd write down the date and we would write down oh, the question cool. we asked and their answer. And we went everywhere from like Spanish Fork to like Ogden. And we just right. go to like random events and we went to a Walmart at like 1130 at night. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of sketchy. Yeah. But we went to the little photo place and I remember we asked the guy like, just like what's going on in your life you know and he just was like 
he's like you guys he's like this is so hard he's like this is not my ideal job this is not what I want to be doing but I'm doing this because I need to get food for my family right and here he is is at the photo booth at Walmart 11 30 mm-hmm. at night and I was like how many times do we walk past these people yeah and we wouldn't even notice you know but here he is he's like going got going so much in his life and he's just struggling to make ends meet you know and I'm like I feel like that's a lot of us you know just struggling through life and here you guys are reaching out to him in that mm-hmm. moment too yeah with these two adorable teenage girls yeah <laughs> yeah you're, yeah you probably made his year yeah. by just <laughs> stopping and, yeah. and actually saying hey we want to know what's going on and mm-hmm. we care yeah on some level right yeah I mean, that's amazing yeah and then there's another <laughs> we went to a a football game and we asked a little grandma we're like what's your biggest life lesson you've learned and like what's the thing that got you through life and she's just like people connections and loving others that's right. what is the most important thing to her and i was like that's so true like that's yeah. what we all want and that's what we all desire is to feel loved and connected with others yeah and that's what i was lacking in my life and yeah well, it was almost like when you were walking the perimeter of the playground yeah it was almost like you're like sending this signal out to everyone hey guys i need connection mm-hmm. yeah yep. you know what i mean yeah it's like a subliminal thing it really was you know? yeah like, that's can someone notice that I'm walking the perimeter <laughs> here? Yeah. I was right? like, can somebody be my friend? You know, because yeah. that's what I was searching and that's what I was desiring. And then what caused you to notice, oh, well, that kid's by themselves mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe I can go connect. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was just I so focused it. in my little world yeah. and just like, woe is me. Like, yeah. a little pity, you know, like, yeah. I'll how just do, do how this. How do you not play the victim? Yeah. Because you really don't. Yeah. But you... How did you get over that? Because a lot of times it would be easy to play, oh, poor me. Yeah. This isn't yeah, fair. Sometimes I would even be like, come on, Mikael. Yeah. <laughs> play the pity card here. You know, mom's over here struggling. Like, you need to like, struggle with on. me. Come on. Right? <laughs> yeah. So how did you do that? I mean, did did you learn that? Did it feel like it was ingrained in you not to play a victim to all this? Um, I think it kind of a mix of both. You know, I think it was just kind of because I think I did have that in aspects and it kind of still does come in waves where I'm just like I get super frustrated and be like, why is this happening to me? Right. Like, you know, and so it is there. But yet I think that experience she had as a little girl saying, I don't want to be different. I don't want to be different. And so to her, it was a negative kind of thing to to be a, a victim I well yeah it is a negative <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. and that's what's cool and I, I think you're right mom mm-hmm. it's like she was like i don't want to i'm not going to be the, the the different person here mm-hmm. i'm just like mm-hmm. everybody else so i'm mm-hmm. not going to use this as an excuse yeah. yeah you know and that's the other thing that's like i mean i'm i'm assuming i don't know this part of your story but i mean yeah. i'm assuming you don't you didn't do drugs or you didn't mm-hmm. drink yeah. or anything like that i mean that would have been a great excuse. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know so what I mean? Kinda, yeah. 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 But it would have been a great excuse yeah. in the in the realm of it would be a way like, well, this is how I'm going to cope with it. But man, you mm-hmm. did it through service. Yeah. Connecting. Yeah. That is an amazing message because, you know, a lot of people who are going to hear your message here are struggling with some form of addiction mm-hmm. or have been through it or they have a family member going through yeah. this. And for them to hear this message from you. That's the key. That's what changed my life when I gave all my money money to Lindy at the mm-hmm. lemonade stand. Yeah. It was that connection that changed mm-hmm. me. It was that act of service. Mm-hmm. And to see you doing that, that's why I said, where did this come from? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and it's sad because I can see how I even at times she would come home and she would be like, I mean, she, she wanted to be on the soccer team. She wanted to right. play soccer. She wanted to do these things, but fear kind of always made me say, ah, now i got to bubble wrap you up. Yeah, I don't want anything to happen. Keep you safe. You know, yeah. you've got this great big spleen. You could have a uh, life-threatening injury. And, but I think through that, she just learned to know who she was and what she wanted and what she was going to go after. And even despite, you know, some of my, my fear right. holding her back, it, it yeah, just made I can understand that. Yeah, want to protect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so let's shift gears just a little bit. I know that you served a mission, mm-hmm. and uh, that had to have been challenging in the sense of, I mean, it's challenging. Period. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To dedicate eighteen months of your <laughs> life to serve, you know, for for the church mm-hmm. that you love and believe in, yeah. and, and for 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 your for your God that you love and. Mm-hmm. 
but also the health issues. Yeah. You know, so talk a little bit about that and, you know, how that all went. And, mm -hmm. you know, I know that's yeah, a big question. because then I was kind of turning that. I was discouraging <laughs> that too. I'm like, um, no, you yeah, can just I bet. Yeah. here. That's why I asked the question when you said that. I'm like, okay, yeah. but yeah, you went and served a mission. Yeah. So yeah. talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I remember when I graduated high school and I was trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Uh -huh. And I had no plan. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah, I was like, yeah. do I want to go to school? And it's like, not really. I want to take it. <laughs> I want to take a break, you know, and I was just kind of looking at options and then the option of a, um, a mission came up and I was like, I want to do that because, because that's yeah, something you saw your friends going yeah. Yeah. To be like everybody else. Yeah. And I saw my friends going and I saw them having all these amazing experiences and meeting all these amazing people from all over the world. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I just want to meet people and be their friend and hear their story. And like, and like maybe they can help me as I can help them too. Right. And so I was like, Mom, Dad, I want to go on a mission. And they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but thanks for asking. You're like, that was a yeah. good, that was a good try. <laughs> so I remember do like, something else. Yeah. Yeah. I got online. I'm look at all these other things you could do with your yeah. life. You and know? she's like, like trying to list sisters. out all these other things that like are in Utah that I could stay, you know. And I just like remember I just had this strong desire. I just want to, I just want to go and serve and help. Sure. Yeah. And I was like, this is what I want to do. And I was like, I might as well just try. And if. It doesn't work out, then that's okay, you yeah. know. And, so. and the only reason it wouldn't have worked out is maybe because of the health issue, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 But so that's what you were testing. Like, I'm gonna here's what I'm dealing with, but I still want to serve. How's it gonna go? Is that yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, because I was listed for a liver transplant at that time. Oh, okay. And wasn't sure how that would go across, you know, yeah. and like, yeah. and just kind of the fear of the unknown of getting liver infections so far sure. away from home, because. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know where I was going, you know. And yeah, we also found out she had kidney problems at that time. Okay. And, and so, I mean, all kinds of just health problems. And, yeah. But yet she was stable. And right. as you can see, she looks as healthy as could be on she the outside. She looks amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right, so. Adam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I submitted my mission papers, and then I got my call to um, Chesapeake, Virginia. Okay. And I remember I was just ecstatic. I was I so excited. And I'm going, Virginia. My mom's <laughs> like, that's really Your mom's far. mom's going, that's too far away. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, I was up all night going. It could have been hands. like, you know, you know, on the other side of the world, like yeah. Tonga or something, yeah. right? Yeah, and that was the one <laughs> Then you really. That, yeah, yeah. It needed to be a stateside. Her doctor Sure, that makes it, sense. But they yeah. said it needed to be a stateside mission. So. Yeah. And so I went to Virginia and I was nervous. Right. I was terrified, and I actually ended up getting a liver infection after about six weeks of being out in Virginia, and I remember just being devastated because mm -hmm. I met so many people. I met this yeah. guy that had was paralyzed from a back injury, and he was just the most friendly, giving person I've ever met in my entire life, and I remember just thinking, like, whoa, like, and I was like, how do you do that, and he really is just like... Mikhail, like, it's that same thing. You just got to have faith and believe that things will be okay. Yeah. And that was just kind of became like kind of the theme of my life. And I just, yeah. and I was like, well, just got to have faith and believe that everything's yeah. going to be okay. You know? Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, and just even, um, what was it? 10 days before she was supposed to leave originally to go yeah. to Virginia. She was actually in the hospital and I, with a infection. And wow. I remember looking at my husband and just saying, <laughs> why, why, yeah, you know, yeah. she wants this so bad. And, and by that point, you know, I had to put my fears away again sure, and just kind of sure. let it happen. But then to, I was frustrated because I thought here, she's worked so hard. She wants these things. Why is, why are we sitting here in this hospital room exactly. where she's supposed to be leaving? But yeah. a lot of determination and a lot of willpower, she she pulled it together yeah. and yeah you come across as a very determined person mm -hmm. like you, you set your mind to something you're gonna do it yeah right yeah i think that's probably what's helped you you know even make mm -hmm. it to, to where you're at right now yeah it's is like the fair? power of the mind is very real yeah you know and it's like what you believe in like it will become like your reality you know uh -huh. and that's what i've kind of realized is when i believed that i was sick and i was broken mm -hmm. i became that I became broken, mm -hmm. you know, and Did I you hear that listeners. Man, that's <laughs> powerful. Yes. I preach this all day long. So you're, you're, yeah. you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really true. Yeah. And when I believed I could do anything and I believed that 
I could set my mind to it and I could I could serve a mission. Mm-hmm. I could play sports. I could mm-hmm. live a normal life, a normal happy life. That's when my life became good. Like in a sense, you know, I right. still had my struggles and right. I still had hard times, but those good times became better. Yeah. And oh, wow. I didn't see myself as broken, but I saw myself as a person that's yeah. worthy of love and worthy of being people's friend and worthy of everything that all my friends had yeah for me it's just even accepting that like going back and saying okay this isn't what i wanted (laughs) but i can accept it and this is what life is and what am i going to do with it am i going to be you know exactly just overcome with fear that i can't enjoy each and every day that i've been blessed with you know this beautiful daughter and these experiences am i going to keep holding her back or right. am I just going to be able to let go? Yeah. And come what may, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we still have those. Let her fears let her keep spreading the light, know. right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as you're talking about, you know, the mission, you know, in my head, I'm thinking your mission started when you started walking around the perimeter of the mm-hmm. playground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because from that point, it was like you started serving and helping others. Mm-hmm. That's what you do on a mission. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it really started back then. You're already yeah. on it. Yeah. And you're probably still on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't that cool to think that? Yeah. It's kind of crazy, you know? And then I had to come home from my mission in Virginia after being out there for six weeks and I was heartbroken. Yeah. I was like, dang it. And all my friends are still out. And of course I have to leave and be different, you know? And, but I came home and I still wanted to continue my mission. And I started volunteering and did a service mission here in Utah. And I went back to the senior citizen centers and I went to the humanitarian (laughs) center in Salt Lake City and I taught English to refugees from the Congo and Somalia and um, some other places in the Middle East. And they came and I remember I was so excited. It was was really interesting because (laughs) when we were waiting for her original mission call. She came up one day and she says, Mom, I had a dream. I went to the Congo. And I'm like, ha, 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 yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're not going to the Congo. And here she ends up having this other opportunity, even though the door was closed. Right. What we thought was going to work out. She had this other opportunity up. and ended up actually meeting people from the Congo. Yeah, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, I remember my first day in my little class I was tutoring. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, hello, like, my name is John and I'm from the Congo. And I was like, you are not. And like, it was crazy. <laughs> and like, I just remember like, like they would tell me as I, they gained their English abilities and teaching them to write. And right. there were people that were older than me. And yeah. And I've helped them find jobs and housing and things here in Utah. And they were just wanting to have a better life. And I remember they yeah. were just very determined and they would tell me their stories. It was almost like surreal. I was like, Sure. It's unreal that these are happening to these people, but they're just so happy mm-hmm. and they're so joyful and they're just, they had that determination. Right. They were talking about like, they want this and they want a good life and they were just going to make it. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Incredible. So um, let's shift gears just a little bit again. I know you're 21 correct yeah. 21 years old 21. what are you doing now currently like what 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 does a day look like for you for me yeah so right now i'm just working and going to school i'm going to school to become a psychiatrist at uvu really yeah nice and then i also am still going over to i still go over to the humanitarian center and still go and volunteer and okay. see them and i'll still go to the senior citizen centers and i'll just try to reach out to people yeah. that i see that are struggling or need a friend Wow. It's kind of like, again, see, you're still on that mission, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, If, you know, people who are listening to your story right now, I mean, there's a lot of people out there who are struggling with, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, a a disease that they have that's, you know, life-threatening or, you know, it's an addiction or a bad habit or they just feel lost or alone. What advice could you give them? based on what you've been through and how you've overcome it, what's what's some advice that you could give someone that might be hearing this that's struggling? For me, it'd be that you're definitely not alone. That's a big thing for me and that you're not different and that you are worthy and you are of every love and every good thing that the world has to offer, that you are very much worthy of it. Because I didn't feel that way. I felt like I was like broken and that I realized mm-hmm. that I wasn't. 
and I still struggle with feeling that, but I just have to go back to that and remember that there are so many people around me that, um, that like love and care about you and, um, that you really are, I'm trying to like phrase it, but you really are just unique, unique and you know, and that's not a bad thing. Right. And well, and addiction is actually something very close to my heart. I have mm-hmm. a lot of family members that struggle with addiction that right. I love with all my heart. Mikel is very close to people who have struggled with that. And and so I personally I have just seen in life, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a liver disease, depression, anxiety, mm-hmm. whatever. We all have these unique challenges and and you know, it is really important for us to to remember that yes, we need to believe in ourselves, but it's okay to to recognize that there are challenges, they're right. real, we're not alone. Yeah. We're in this together. Yeah. And um, you know, I am very grateful for the light that Mikkel does bring into other li- others' lives in my life. And it, it does help me remember when I am having those down days myself. Right, yeah. That we're in this together. Right, absolutely. Um, I'm going to ask you a, a big, big question here. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and change this, would you? No. Like I would have my liver disease and I would live this life that I have. And because it's not, it's not easy, you know, and like there are definitely days that are very, very rough and I am very frustrated. Sure. But I think of all the things that I've learned through this and I wouldn't have changed it for anything. Right. Well, I, and I, I figured that's what you were going to say. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I honestly didn't know. (laughs) So I was taking a chance here, (laughs) (laughs) but the way you live your life, I mean, think about how determined you are to just reach out and make a difference in people's lives it may not have been as strong had you not had this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's really and true. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. again, life happens mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. And it, we may not know it in the beginning or see it that way. But as we go through our lives, we look back and go, wow, I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. This led to this. The, the, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. I think my life would be on a very different track if I didn't have this. Right. I feel like I wouldn't have the same compassion for others yeah. that I do now. Mm -hmm. And the same understanding. So I'm actually very, very grateful for it. I know that Mm -hmm. it's crazy, but I I am. No, it sounds, no, it doesn't surprise me, honestly. Um, I think a lot of people who have gone through something difficult and they've risen above it. Mm -hmm. See, you didn't play victim to it, which I, Mm -hmm. again, still really blows my mind. Um, But it allows you to be that light to help other people. And I really think we go through the struggle. So like your mom was saying, so we can give back because mm-hmm. you think about all the connections you're having with people yeah and i'm sure they leave ta- after talking to going whoa uh, i feel better yeah. just talking to her and seeing her and looking at her attitude you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's really true because i you know it was easy for me in the beginning to be stuck with that anger of like no nope, oh yeah no nope, no this <laughs> is you know i want her to do this and this and this and i remember even sitting at that jazz game that I talked about just thinking of all the things that I thought she wasn't going to be able to do and I didn't even know if she'd live at that point to be able to grow up and to be married and have a family of her own and I remember because you know I had just had a baby and I thought this might not not ever happen for her and it was devastating and so you know and even if that would have happened that way I still would have been blessed with For sure. the light and and we yeah. don't know, but that I guess doesn't matter so much. What really matters is like you're talking about that, yeah. you know, we, ha- we get what we get Yeah. and what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? How are we going to mm-hmm. handle it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another thought just, you know, for our listeners, you, so you're on this list uh, for a transplant, right? Yeah. Do you, do they give you, and again, I'm really naive on all this stuff do they are you like a certain number in line Mm -hmm. or is it have to just be the perfect match kind of thing how does that explain that so our listeners understand what you're going through there so it's kind of it's a point system okay so um depending on how um long you've been on the list you get more points and and how sick and how sick you are okay 
you get more points and the points fluctuate. Depend- so, yeah, she has to have blood tests every few so months. So if you're doing good, do your points go down? Yeah. yeah. Even though I still have this disease really? and I still struggle with it every day and I have symptoms. Because maybe it's not as, you know, life-threatening. emergency life-threatening right. to have it because you're yeah. doing pretty good. Or yeah. Is that why? Okay. Yeah. So it'll kind of go up and down. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so and because she does keep beating the odds and going on, you know, it, it's a blessing. But then there's still that fear of the right. disease is there and at any moment it yeah. can change, uh-huh. it can switch. And then it's also hard, like you can't be too sick if you get too sick then they can't transplant you right because it'll be more of a risk because your body can't handle the yeah right so you kind of have to be in this this little sweet spot for a transplant it's it's terrifying to get to think that you have to be sick to receive something you need to live yeah it's very it's a scary thought for sure yeah but there's also a lot of emotions that mel mikel has been through with that too of knowing there's just a lot of guilt, I think, that she's expressed of, like, you know, when you have to stop and think, but wait, like, in order for me to be better, someone else is either going to have to go through yeah. a risky surgery and donate part of their liver or mm-hmm. a deceased loved one, you know? Right, and yeah. It's, and it's, that's a really interesting... It's tough to wrap your mind around a little really bit, is. right? So yeah. there's a lot of emotions involved with that, but... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it something you check weekly uh, where you're at on the list kind of thing or is it a monthly thing or just Um, curious? Yeah, so it's about every three months I have routine blood tests and about every six months I have ultrasounds and scans to kind of, because with my liver disease, I'm very high risk of liver cancer. Okay. And as the worse it gets, like the older I get, the worse my disease is getting. Okay. And they'll get to the point where I can, it can turn into liver cancer. Okay. And if I get that, then I cannot have a transplant at all hmm. so it will be and then okay. have to treat the cancer first and then oh, wow. the transplant second okay so they're watching that really close so i get that about every six months and i get okay. blood tests about every three okay. and if i get a liver infection they'll test them about once a week okay. and to just kind of keep watching your score and yeah. kind of see so where she, yeah so she can be looking like she is today beautiful bright shiny and within hours it can change, change. and she gets yeah. sick mm-hmm. and and could you get a call at any moment? Hey, we've got a... Yeah, yeah, uh, they can call you at any time. An organ for you. That yeah. We'll right now, because she is more stable, her numbers are a lot lower, but then, you know, she'll get sick again and yeah. the numbers go up. So it's it really is a roller coaster. Oh just my kind gosh, of I can't even imagine <laughs> going through all that. Yeah, and that's where we just kind of have to block it out and say, okay, yeah. what is today? What, yeah. what are we feeling today? Right. What's happening right now? Well, which makes it all the more amazing, the attitude you have around this. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's, it truly is inspiring to see <laughs> this you. and witness this. I know a lot of people who know you who who told me a lot about you before you got here <laughs> today and, and just speak volumes and volumes of how amazing you are. And I can see why now, mm, you know, to you. see it firsthand. You know what I mean? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we wrap it up, yeah. um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners that, uh, you know, maybe a little more advice or anything else that you'd want to uh, make sure they leave with this message from you? Um, probably just that belief of that you can, you really can do anything and that, mm-hmm life is good life is really really hard like there's a lot of days that i question like why why is this happening to me and why have i been dealt this Mm -hmm. in life but just i think that belief of knowing who you are and that you are loved and that you are a good person and that nobody else can tell you otherwise yeah wow that's beautiful i think too what i would add to that message is reach out and be that light for someone. Yeah. Just like you've done since you were in elementary school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That human connection and you being the one that's going to help someone. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you were helping you. Yeah. It's right? a very much a two-way street, you yeah. know? And because everybody has something hard in life. Nobody has a perfect life. And that's one thing that I realized growing up is I felt that I was the only one that was struggling. Like I was the only one that was sad, but I saw... Other people were struggling with things too. Yeah. Even though that I might not understand exactly what they were feeling and they might not understand how I was feeling, but we could be there for each other and just try to listen and just trying to understand right. what the other person was doing and not trying to necessarily fix it for them 
because sometimes you can't, you yeah, know, right. but just, but just be there for them. Just being there. Be there. Well, I love that. Yeah. Well, if someone wanted to reach out to you and just, you know, if they're struggling and they want to get more information or they just want to reach out and, and tell you thanks for your wonderful message, <laughs> how would they do that? Um, probably I'd say Facebook Okay. Probably be the easiest way. So sp- spell your name out for them so and tell them how to get there. It's Mikkel Groves. It's M-A-K-E-L-L-E. And then Groves, G-R-O-V-E-S. Kind of like trees. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that would be the best way to, to send you a message. Yeah. A, a messenger Facebook. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And because yeah. Mikkel loves friends. Yep. Send friend a friend request. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, and um, I will challenge the listeners who are hearing this. If you have a question for Mikkel or you have a, a son or a daughter who's struggling, reach out and maybe Mikkel will even come talk to him. I'm going to throw oh, that yeah, out there. Absolutely. Easy. Easy. Totally easy. Yeah. And I'm telling you guys, if you can witness this firsthand, her light and, the, and her aura that she brings in, it's it truly is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're an amazing, beautiful, smart, brilliant, loving person. And I'm grateful that I've had this opportunity to hear your story firsthand <laughs> and to sit here with you. It's just, <laughs> I feel so blessed. Oh, thank you. It's been great talking us. to you. And thank yeah. you for everything you do too. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate See, it. I feel, yeah, I feel very fortunate too because of my struggles, I'm doing this. Right. Yeah. Right. Had I not gone through it, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, and so you're I'm helping so, glad. so many people. Yep, so mm-hmm. thankful. And congratulations on the the engagement. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, and the marriage <laughs> that's coming up soon. And best of luck to you. And uh friends for life man and come see me anytime <laughs> yeah. um, Thank you. i'd love to have you maybe even come talk to some of uh, my clients and stuff That'd be awesome. we'll talk about that off the air but that would uh, be awesome. fantastic. but uh, mom thanks also for joining Absolutely. in it's good to have you here as Absolutely. well <laughs> um so there you go listeners another amazing belief cast uh, Mikkel groves what an amazing individual please share this with uh, anyone you know uh, who might be struggling or who needs to hear her message uh, maybe some of the younger kids too who are going and I think there's a lot of kids in high school, junior high and elementary that are walking around by themselves like you did back then who need to hear this message. And uh, again, I need to thank Veracity Networks for their sponsorship and uh, for making this possible. And again, thank you so much. This is wonderful. Thank you. It was fun. Okay. Well, stay tuned. And uh, everyone out there, I love you guys. Mm -hmm.